Over the last 20,000 years, the human brain has shrunk by about the size of a tennis ball. Over the last 20,000 years, the human brain has shrunk by about the size of a tennis ball. Think about that. It's the first line of The uh, Domesticated Brain by Bruce Hood. It's a non-fiction. Pelican Introduction is the publisher's Pelican books. I've read a couple of these Pelican Introductions. They've got like a, I don't know, like a light turquoise cover with just the title and a picture of a pelican. And I read one. They, the, maybe it's only one other. I've read Human Evolution by uh, Robin Dunbar was a pelican introduction and they're sweet like science this one and that one were both very uh i think it's popular science but it's still hard like dunbar's book human evolution was really difficult at some points i was talking about like genes and shit <laughs> in very technical terms and this one is technical sometimes it goes heavy into the neuroscience and parts of the brain and uh, like what happens in the brain, like brain activity. And it's tough, but a lot of it is uh, just this dude's opinion taken or made after taking like a meta-analysis, meta-analysis of a lot of different scientific studies. So he talks... Like there's hundreds of scientific studies referenced in here. Um, and then he talks about what like conclusions you can take by comparing them to one another. And then he lays out this argument that uh, it's the domestication of human beings that have that's led to our um, supremacy or difference or specialness i don't know whatever uh whatever way you want to think about what makes us different to animals the fact that we can build smartphones i mean termites are cool but uh so the contents there's a preface the incredible shrinking brain chapter one navigating the social landscape so yeah the preface is like talks about it's weird how we've got better and better seemingly, but our brain has got smaller. It like got huge, got bigger, 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 bigger as our eyes got smaller, I guess. Uh, and we, I don't know. He talks about the like physiological evolution of humans. Um, but then it got smaller. And he's like, well, why? So he talks about that and the fact that actually in civilized societies that where we are incredibly domesticated, we don't actually have to know that much. Like we can lean on the um, collected wisdom, which is massive. And we've got incredible ways of recording that collective knowledge. Um, but like how much do we actually know 
need to know on it. On, if we got Wi-Fi. Chapter one, navigating the social landscape. And he just talks about how fucking hard it is. Um, like how much of our brain it takes to not be a psychopath. Chapter two, make up your mind. He talks about what happens to actually make a decision and like comparing to previous patterns that are kind of like this and like you're not actually thinking about the present occurrence. You're just mapping this like, oh yeah, I've seen this before, boom, doing what's always done. And and then if something goes wrong, you have to immediately start like, okay, well, what's actually happening? What's different this time around, I think. Chapter three, getting under your skin. I can't quite remember what that one's about. Chapter four, who's in control? Because we think of it like, well, I make decisions, right? Chapter five, are we born bad? Talks a lot about the different philosophical viewpoints across history where it's like blank slate, and I'm not going to remember Thomas Hobbes, Hobbes, maybe. I don't know. I recognize the names, and it's like the names that you feel like you ought to know who they are. But uh, well, I'm learning them, so fuck it. I'm getting better. Um, like clean slate, are children born clean slates? And some people think that society corrupts, and then other philosophers say that uh, we are corrupt, and society tames. Um, yeah, references like Lord of the Flies, where it's uh, a group of boys on an island go savage, <laughs> murder someone, and uh, yeah. So that sort of shit. Chapter six, the longing, which was an intense chapter uh, about what happens when we are like ostracized from society. And it was really interesting talking about like the pain we feel when we're rejected and they've done studies on it and it's like legit real pain, just like the same as physical pain. Uh, and then what happens to us if we're like, oh, yeah, because that pain is a survival mechanism where it's like you don't want to be ostracized. You don't want to be, you want to stop doing whatever you're doing that's made everybody go like, the fuck, dude. <laughs> so you're, you're hit with a dose of pain and then it's like, okay, don't do that again. Don't do that again. But then he also talks about like the ultimate ostracization. Uh, and talks about school shooters. And it's fucking, there's a few fucking heavy ass points in this book. And that's the brutal thing about science. And I'm new to science, really. Like, I used to like it when I was in high school and stuff. And then I tilted way over to humanities and art, the arts. And now I'm reintroducing science and neuroscience and stuff like that. I find it so fucking interesting. But, like, for one, it's like, he treats school shooters as um, data points almost or like in the same, he brings the same objective view to them as he also brings to clinical studies where it's like, 
uh, give a child a mar- tell a child you're going to give them a marshmallow. Or if they, no, put a child, fucking, you probably know it. Put a marshmallow in front of a kid and say, you can eat that. Or if you wait 10 minutes, I'm going to come back and I'll give you two. If you haven't eaten it, I'll give you two. Uh, which is a relatively famous trial. Um, and go, go on YouTube and watch some of the videos of it. It's so fucking cute. Uh, yeah. And then he's also talking about like the Columbine school shooters and the uh, Ohio State. Ah, man. And I think he was South Korean and he like quotes from this guy's uh, manifesto. And it's like, if only you guys had let me in. Pretty much I'm paraphrasing terribly but if only you guys would have let me in it would have been good but you didn't so it's fucked so i'm gonna just burn it down and it's like oh man i was reading about marshmallows (laughs) but you know it's real and so is like racism i remember actually i don't know what i guess that's getting under your skin chapter three or maybe chapter five are we born bad he talks of like brutally openly and uh backing it up with data where it's just like yeah we're most we're racist (laughs) most of us are racist uh most of us will like associate negative images with uh black men like when we're shown a clinical trial uh when we're shown a sequence of images of like different people and then have to match positive or negative objects with them the majority of people unless they'd had a relation like a loving relationship um with someone of i guess in this case was black but of the other race but like he just goes through a bunch of clinical trials where it's like yeesh (laughs) like what do we do with that it's difficult um and that's the thing about clinical trials I find like a lot of the findings are difficult and then a lot of the ways we do them are difficult like just like quote referencing trials that are done with animals and like I know it's part of science but uh it freaks me the fuck out and I can see why people are like no animals and like if it's for fucking lipstick or something not that makeup's not important but i don't know obviously they like lush and shit like that say they can make everything just as good without it and so fuck spraying shit into rabbit's eyes for that but like if we need clinical trials for the type of studies that he's talking about where it's like rhesus monkeys and rats always get fucked when we're like, what do you do in this scenario? And they get dosed with drugs and like, because we can look at their brain as we do stuff. It's like live brain surgery with monitoring. It's fucked up. But um, you know, like 
it's obviously not black and white. And then there's an epilogue, A Vision of the Future, which is interesting because this book was published in 2014. And already, because he's talking about how, like, the internet, the invention of the internet uh, is going to fuck us, fuck with us at least. And the introduction of social media is changing how we view ourselves and the group and ourselves within the group. And, like, it's a really, I mean, just the epilogue is worth reading if you don't want to read a. 180 pages or whatever it was. But I mean, it's easy reading. And uh, he's a super uh, clear writer. And he articulates even the hard science parts. Like I knew what was going on at the time. I couldn't tell you right now. I couldn't. I don't understand it as well as him. But he obviously. <laughs> I think he's a prof at Bristol University. Um, there's pictures. It's dope. So if you're interested in like uh, neuroscience or human evolution, why the fuck we're not tearing each other's heads off at all times. Oh yeah, and then in the epilogue, I don't know spoilers, but like he's uh, he raises some interesting ideas about like what happens when all when we can communicate in theory with everybody on the planet because like one in four people in 2014 so it's different now probably is online regularly like one in four people and facebook i don't know it had i think it's got two billion definitely got a billion so that's one in seven one in eight probably fewer it's probably one in four like what the fuck but he's talking about how like maybe that to lead us to once we get through the rough patch, the rocky stages, um, like maybe we'll all realize that of course we're just a big group on the planet and like it's better to play together because we'll have a way better chance of survival. And I don't know, like I'm, I guess having read this book, I'm racist because I'm part of the group and the clinical trials like say I am and statistically and all that bullshit, but like having grown up with the internet and watching fail videos from Russia and like people slipping on the ice. And if somebody falls over in an African country, people laugh at them. The person holding the phone laughs and I laugh and it's like, huh, obviously we have some similarities. If we see someone just fall over and hurt themselves, it's funny to everybody. Or maybe I'm just uh, douchebag but uh it's hard to hate somebody if you know they also watch fail videos and laugh like a moron that wasn't in the book that was just me <laughs> he doesn't conclude with you should watch a fail video but uh yeah killer introduction and it's not even an introduction it says a pelican introduction but like it's a fucking good book I learned a shitload. And I could just like tell you everything I learned or you could read it yourself because he's way better at uh, teaching the, the very confusing territory that comes with neuroscience, clinical studies, trials, science, science. This book is science.
but it's an awesome one. And I would definitely recommend you read it if you're interested in any of that shit. So yeah, nice one. Bruce Hood, check it out. The Domesticated Brain.